0: All right, it's not my weekend podcast with your boy Jerry G. What is up, everybody? It is Monday night, February 13th, dog, the day after the Super Bowl and the day before Valentine's Day. Ay, 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 agarrensen, agarrensen, cabrones. Uh, Yeah, I just took the boys out to buy their their Valentine's Day gifts. Went to Walgreens and shit. Got them a... Little I don't know, gift card and gift Valentine's card and balloons y que la chingada. Walgreens was was fucking cracking, dog. It was a bunch of people in there, dog, but whatever's whatever's. I hope you guys have a good one. I actually got a show tomorrow, Valentine's Day out there for in San Dimas, California. I'll be out there doing a little some little set there for the Lovebirds. So working on some uh Couples material. A ver qué pasa. A ver qué pasa. I hope you guys have a good one, man. I had a good weekend. I was at uh I was in Texas this weekend. Shout out to Midland and Odessa. Everybody who came out. Uh it was cold as shit, dog. But I had a blast, bro. People came out and uh Texas is just Texas its own vibe, right? They they just they come out to have a good time, man. People, Los Tejanos way, Les Vale Madre, wey. It's thirty eight degrees, dog. You know, it was actually like Thirty-five degrees at night, man. Uh, like a high of forty-five in the daytime. It was cold, bro. But uh, people came. People come out. Shit, I guess. Especially when you live in Midland and Odessa. Ew. That's West Texas, bro. Flat. Nothing to see. They import dirt all day. Just dirt everywhere. Flat. Um. I don't know what else to say, dog. But people live good out there, dog. The oil rigs, people making money, people making their moves out there, living a good life, and uh, big ass houses for like three hundred thousand dollars. right? it must get his way. Well, I it must get a lot more than that, fool, because that life is a little sad fool, for me, just for me. It's not for everybody, bro. It's not for everybody, and that that includes me, dog. I can't live, I can't live in a town like that, bro. I just can't. Dog, I, I need. I need noise, I need action, I need violence, I need fucking helicopters, full ambulances, full cops, I need people walking the streets and yelling and screaming and bike riding and que la chingada way fucking burning rubber and loud music. I don't... don't, I'm just used to that shit. I'm used to that. And when I go to other places that are not that, that bars that close down at 12 and downtowns that close down at 8, I just... It's not for me, dog, but it is dope, man. I did share a video. I went to the mall out there, Music City Mall, some shit like that it's called, and uh, it was cool. That little country singer out there singing in the in the little quad area, and yejitos dancing with each other and stuff. It's a beautiful thing to see, dog. It's a beautiful thing. Um, I try to talk shit, but at the end of the day, dog, people are just living their best lives out there, man. They they have, they enjoy themselves, man, and yeah, I I don't know, dude. It's 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 America, America for sure, dog. Um, yeah, other than that, it's just got back, got to watch the Super Bowl. You know, uh, shout outs to everybody who won. Let me see if I took pictures of uh, the people who won. I bet, mean, I bet. Mean, let me see who I got. Let me see who these winners are, fool. Uh, congratulations to all the winners, dog, for sure. Uh, let me see here, what have we got. Uh, winners, winners. Shout outs to. Bernice Ramirez, she won. Uh, Right right away, she messaged me. 7-7, that's me. First quarter winner right there. Then Ralphie Perez, winner, winner. Hey, thanks for the tip, too, compa. You sent me a little tip. Told me to keep a little something for myself. Thank you, brother. Uh, He won quarter number two. Then third quarter. Oh, third quarter was Ralphie Perez. He won uh, third quarter. Uh, uh, Let me see who won second place. Uh, then we got George Anguino. Uh, Shout-outs from, from uh, is it Dora Furniture Store? He owns a furniture store out here in Huntington Park, bro. Uh, on La Pacific, he owns a furniture score, a store also. I believe it's called Dora? Dory? Compas. I'm sorry, I forget. Uh, but, yeah, the, that for one, uh, second quarter, 4-4. Four to four, four. He had 4-4. Four, four. And Ralph Perez hit third quarter. Then our grand prize winner was uh, Sylvia Savala, taking down a rack, baby. $1,000. All four winners have been paid out, okay? They were paid out last night. Venmo, Cash App, or Zelle sent that money. Uh, everybody paid. I was able to collect from everybody. Thank you, everybody who participated. It made the game a little fun, right? Makes the game a little exciting. I also participated in three other squares, three other uh, pools, three other cuadritos, and I lost every one of them. Every one of them. I didn't. I didn't win shit. So I'm just like the rest of you who participated and didn't win. I was with you uh, as well. I didn't get to play in the one that we participated in, the fan one. I wanted to. Pero se me terminaron los pinches cajitas, güey. And you guys come first. Ay, 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 ay. Like I tell every girl I'm with, you come first. Ay, ay, ay. Uh, <laughs> yeah, dog, I didn't win shit, dog. I eh, probably bought like $100 worth of squares total. And uh, I checked and double-checked and triple-checked and waited for that text that you that I wanted. Nothing, nada, 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 nada. Uh, I also did bet I took the Eagles like a fucking idiot. I thought the Eagles were going to win. And how good was my bet looking in the first half, right? I said, oh, baby. Oh, baby. I always have the worst luck at Super Bowl, bro. I rarely, rare, I don't remember the last time I won on Super Bowl, dog. I always bet a little sum, sum, just to make the game a little bit more interesting. Uh, I did take the over. I won on the over. But that basically just made my money from what I lost from taking the Eagles, I took the Eagles and the over. I did a parlay. I lost a parlay. Then I took straight up on the over, straight up. And then I don't like to bet second half, which I should. I should bet second half because you can bet second half. Uh, But I get so caught up in everything else that's going on. Eat, I'm eating. I'm watching the halftime show. I'm talking to people, dog, and checking the squares. And before I know it, like, I forget. I forget. And I don't really like to bet second half because... I just like to let it ride whatever I've done in the beginning of the game. I like to just let it ride. Just let it ride. Just let it be, fool. I always feel like if I bet in the second half, I'm going to lose in the second half whatever I bet in the first half, right? Whatever winnings I'm winning or I, I'm ahead in the first half, I feel like I get greedy and it, by betting the second half, which has happened to me before. Like, like I'll bet the first, the first half, right? The game. I bet the game. And then halftime comes, and I'm like, "Oh, dude, I think this is gonna happen in the second half." And then I have whatever ends up happening is that I win my original bet and I lose the second half bet, which I should never have done. So I've done that a few times. I've learned my lesson. So I'm never too anxious to bet the second half. But a lot of people bet the second half, and it's a cool bet. It's a it's a good bet. It's a good bet because now you've seen the game. You've seen what's going on. You see the momentum. You see the strategy. You see you see it. Now you have a taste, a sneak peek of how the game is going. And so you're able to provide a better, you know, a better guess. And that's the mentality of a true gangster gambler is, okay, I got it. This team's playing good. This team is not. Let's put my money there. But, but. I'm glad. I, I mean, I glad, I think I would have doubled up on, on the Eagles on the second half, which I would have lost again, especially after Mahomes went off limping and crying on the sideline with his ankle hurting. I said, oh, yeah, yeah that's it. That's it. You can't fix a broken ankle in halftime, bro. But apparently you can. That fool looked like he was dead for at the end of the first half with that ankle. And I just felt like now he's not going to be as mobile He's going to get some sacks, you know. He's going to get sacked a couple times. He's not going to be able to run. It's going to be bothering him the whole second half. But no, no, of course, of course. Fucking Mahomes plays even better on the second half, dog, than the first half, which obviously wins the game. It was a fun Super Bowl, bro. It was a great Super Bowl. I enjoyed it. I watched pretty much all of it. Uh, I made a quick run to the store right before halftime. Uh but other than that, it was it was really good, man. Got to see most of the halftime show. You know, I'm not a Rihanna fan, but she got some jams, right? She got some hits. And she just did her thing, dog. And right away I saw that baby bump. Right away I noticed it. And at first you're making your fat jokes, of course, right? Like, I a la pinche ri-ri, La Piche, riri, ri-ri-ri-ri-ri-ri, ridiculously big, dog. You know? But uh making these jokes knowing. That, because at first the women are like, she just had a baby, leave her alone. It's the baby fat, it's the postpartum. I'm like, just because you still have it after three years doesn't mean that she's gonna, like, she should have it after eight months because she's a celebrity. They know how to take care of that shit. Especially if you're gonna be on the biggest stage in the world, right? Of course you're gonna work out and look your best, but. Just seeing how big she was in the mid-area, I knew it was something more than that, like I knew. Because I knew, I go, look, she's either going to get fat shamed and people are going to come hard at those people who are fat shaming her for being big because she just had a baby. Or she's actually pregnant again, right? And... So that was, I was free. I was free to do jokes. I was doing jokes the whole fucking time. you que No, manches, They're even zooming in on that stomach more. Dude, it's just me or the HD is making her big, belly look bigger. I knew that she was pregnant for what? She was pregnant for it And, and that sucks because I feel like it took away from the performance. It took away. She wasn't able to do any wardrobe changes. She wasn't able to do the splits, any belly dancing. She wasn't able to fucking... Drop it like it's hot. Can people, do people still do that? Do people still drop it like it's hot? Because I was expecting her to do that. She never did. Why? Because she's pregnant. And I think it took away from the overall performance. Right? Uh, but overall, I was fine with it, dog. I mean, she deserves it. She definitely She's a star. She's a fucking superstar. She got the hits. People know the songs. Right? It got the women... The ladies engaged in the whole situation, right? Even though, you know, it's always a hacky joke every year. That everyone says a hacky joke. I'm just here for the Rihanna concert. There's a football game and the way, right? I came to the, see the Rihanna. I want Rihanna to win the Super Bowl. Whatever the hell the jokes are, it's all the same jokes, right? But uh, I was excited to see it. Uh, I was a little disappointed also that... No, no, it's the guest, you know, p- people came out to perform with her. That kind of sucked because she's like in every other person's fucking album all the time. But whatever, whatever. Um, it was fine. It was fine. And the game itself was amazing, bro. A great game until the end. Right. Until the end. Fucking refs, bro. Um, I felt to dude, I knew. I go, look, they stop him right here. They're going to kick a field goal. They're going to be up by three with like two minutes left, a little less than two minutes. It's going to make the last two minutes of the game super exciting as this other team comes down, tries to either win the game or tie the game. And if they tie the game, now we're going to overtime, which makes it even more exciting, more football. But no, right? Anticlimactic, ay, 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 ay. Anticlimactic. Ending to a fucked up call to a really bad call to that sucks, man. First of all, I thought you can I thought you could make contact with the uh offensive player within the first five yards. After the first five yards, you can't make contact. I'm not sure if is that a college rule or is that an NFL rule? But I know there's a rule out there somewhere where you can make contact up until five yards, and then after that you can't touch some motherfucker no more. But apparently not because that fool was grabbing him after the first yard. uh, And he he, he gently held him. There was a slight hold there. But not enough to merit a a flag. That's the issue. That's the problem. And basically the, the same way that the Chiefs beat the Cincinnati Bengals, Right, even though the Bengals won, yeah, it was a stupid, you know, hit—a late hit in the right call. Which I also felt bad for the guy from the Bengals, bro, because his momentum was going full speed, and he touched him way after he went out of bounds, and it sucks because how are you gonna stop a big freight train like that? But I—I I mean, it's the right call, full. But it sucks that they win that. You know, now they get those extra 15 yards, they kick the field goal, they move on to the Super Bowl. Sucks, right? It was again it makes the ending fuck. Sucks. But no. Now same thing, pretty much the same thing happened. They had them third down and long or whatever it was. And the slight hold cost them five yards and a first down. And the rest is history. The rest is history. Um which you know now they're kneeling. Burning the clock and wasting the clock and making the game kind of boring and came to a standstill, and all the excitement kind of just kind of blew out of the air, right? It just came blew out of the balloon, and before you know it, they're kicking an easy a field goal, game is over, and that's it. And you're like, that's it, that's it, that sucks, that sucks. But other than that, it was again a, a great game. I was feeling myself in the first half. I said, damn, Eagles got, even though I didn't really care for the Eagles, I don't like the Eagles, like I've been saying, I thought my money was on the Eagles. They were one-and-a-half-point favorites. And that was me, that's me, again, overthinking, right? I always overthink these gambling situations, right? And I said, all right, the Eagles are one-and-a-half-point favorites, right? Which basically Vegas is saying, come on. Take the Chiefs, take them. Go ahead, go ahead. Take the, take them. Like they weren't too confident in the Eagles being one and a half, right? So this is Vegas telling you, take the Chiefs, take the Chiefs. We'll give you a half. We'll give you one and a half points. Take the Chiefs. That was that's what I thought. So, cause that's what Vegas does. They try and entice you to take the side that you don't that they want you to take, and that's what I thought Vegas was doing. Fool. I said I'm not gonna fight for that shit. I'm gonna go for the Eagles, dog. they they want you to take the Chiefs. They wanna give you they're like, you know, they give you that little carrot for you to take the Chiefs at one at point plus one and a half. And I took the Eagles before I fucked up, bro. I always like the overs. I'm I would never ever take an under in any Super Bowl. I would always take the over, even though the the over is always pretty high, like fifty-eight, fifty-nine, sixty, a lot of points. I will still take the over just because I'm rooting for points. I want points to be scored. I want touchdowns. I want interceptions. I want fumbles. I want safeties. I want all that shit to happen. So I'm rooting for all that. So I'm not going to bet the under because that means I want the game to be a low-scoring game. And I don't, I'm not rooting for that. So I'm always going to take the over. So uh, And the over was easily surpassed at over 70 points that were scored. 73 points to be exact. So that was the Super Bowl. Uh, I already miss football today, Monday. I already miss it. I I love football. Can you know? It's the thing that like you're like, man, I can't wait for September. But then you're like, then you're in September. You're like, fuck, it's already September. God damn it! The year's almost over. Easy, right? Now I just gotta now just you know zone in, put my attention on the Lakers and my beloved, beloved Dodgers. Um, I'm excited for the Dodgers this year. You know, uh, we got some young guns coming up, and uh, we'll see what happens. And I know, don't relax, guys. All right, relax. I know the Padres did uh, won the off season. I don't give a shit. What matters is the trading deadline in mid season. That's what matters. July, July is what matters, dog. Now, what? Trust me, dog. We're gonna make depending on where we're at in the in the in the race. We're going to make some pretty dope moves, fool, all right? So I'm excited for that. Just hang in there till half the season, baseball, and then we'll talk. Then we'll talk, all right? Um. Yeah, fool. Other than that, dog, I, I missed football already, fool. All right. So I want to talk about a few things, man. Uh, Today the American Wannabes got together again. We recorded an episode for the week. It's dropping this week. And in that episode, we had to talk about the elephant in the room, which is a George Lopez fiasco uh with Ralphie Barbosa. I know a motherfuckers man dog. This guy is uh skyrocketing, right? And this helped. <laughs> right. This did not hurt at all. Uh George Lopez's comments uh, real quick. George Lopez went viral again this week with Ralphie who was been going viral all fucking last three, four months. First for his comedy and his first sets and for his... Now, all of a sudden, everybody knows Ralph Barbosa, right? Uh, Apparently, everybody but George Lopez, right? So, uh, the homie Steve Trevino, a guy who I've been... I've worked with many times, a good friend of mine. He actually offered me to open for him when he was out here this last week in Brea. My birthday weekend, he was out here. I believe it was Brea or Oxnard, one of the two. He texts me and shit like, hey, man, you're available to open for me Uh, February 1, 2, 3. And obviously, I had my birthday show at Bellflower. Uh, So I wasn't available. And then February 2nd was my birthday. I didn't want to work that day. And so I told him, hey, bro, thanks for thinking of me. Thanks for reaching out, man. Unfortunately, I'm, I'm booked this weekend, that weekend already, man. He's like, oh, it's all good, man. Just whatever. And so apparently he was in town. And while he was in town... He got to do the George Lopez podcast, and in that podcast, which I listened to, I listened to from beginning to end. Um, he said some interesting. George Lopez said some interesting things, right? So they're sharing some stuff, as usually most guests do. And Steve Trevino brought up Ralph Barbosa, and George was like, "I believe George was trying to be funny, trying to be, you know, trying to be funny, basically." And it backfired bad. And then he just doubled down. Right? He was like, who's fucking Ralph Barbosa? Why you keep saying Robert Barbosa? Who the fuck is Ralph Barbosa? Who the fuck are you? What is this guy? What are you talking about? Fuck the fuck. And then this guy kept, you know, you kept emphasizing, oh Ralphie, man, is blowing up. He's a fucking kid out of Dallas, bro. He's really funny. You're like, why? Why are you talking about him like he's somebody? He ain't nobody. Like this and that. And I'm just like, oh no. Oh no. That's not good. Uh and sure enough, he gets a lot of backlash and he just kept doubling down and kept digging himself in a deeper hole. Saying that, hey, man, you know what? I'm not here to help anybody, man. Nobody helped me. Uh, I am I just, I paved the way. I did my part by paving the way and opening doors, uh, which I will give him some point. I mean, I've always said, I, he is, George Lopez is truly the reason I started doing stand-up comedy. Because even though I always wanted to be a comedian since I was a teenager, middle school even, you could see my yearbooks, teachers, hey, you're going to be the next Eddie Murphy. Hey, you're going to be the next Paul Rodriguez. We're talking about the early 90s, right? 92, 93, 94, 95. Uh, you know, I knew I wanted to be a comedian. I just, obviously, I never knew how. And that's my story, basically. Hey, man, until I saw... George Lopez performed at the Ice House. And I've shared this story maybe a couple of times before, so I'm going to just be quick. But basically, I saw George Lopez at the Ice House Comedy Club in Pasadena. My sister took me to the show. Uh, I was the... Basically, my sister was dating a cop at the time, and the cop invited her to go see George Lopez. And my, and the cop is like, who ended up being her husband later for a few years. But... He's like, hey, man, uh, you want to go see Joe him, And she like, I don't know who the fuck that is. And she's like, oh, he's fucking funny. She's like, oh, okay, cool, I'm down. You know what? As a matter of fact, my brother has talked about wanting to be a comedian. And, you know, he's fucking... I was 17 at the time. I was still in high school. And he's like... And he's a cop. This guy's a cop, right? So he's trying to impress my sister. And he's like, just bring him. I got him. Don't worry. Bring him. But he's like, but he's only 17 and he looks like he's fucking 12. Don't worry, I got him. i will get him in. It's all good. I'll show him my badge. Aye, 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 whatever the fuck he said, right? So my sister's like, hey, you want to go see a comedy show? I've never, Obviously, I've never been to one. Like, I'm going to see this guy named George Lopez. I'm just like, I don't know who that is, dude, but I'm fucking down, dude. And so they t- took me, dude. So it's 1997, guys. 19, I'm 17 years old, fool. And they take me to the ice house. I'm the fucking youngest puny looking fucking kid in there, dog. All, all adults in there right and anyways the point is i go in there and i see george lopez bro. and now his theme song was still his that's that was a theme song that back then the war uh low rider song fucking kicks in this guy comes out the fucking place he rubs bro every he's you know he's like a cult underground fucking folk hero bro he's selling out bro already 90s Late 90s, mid 90s. He's selling out everywhere. Um, he's Ralph Barbosa at that time. And so I see him. And my life just changes, bro. Like my my life... I say, that's it. That's what I want to do. That's what I fucking want to do, bro. Uh, at 17 years old. Now, I didn't start coming until I was 29, fool. So, uh, yeah. So, basically, he... Made me want to be a comedian, and he also made me not even want to try to be a comedian. Because I saw him, and I realized I can never be that funny. I can never be that good. Never. Why Why even try? Why even try to be that? Why? Why? Right? That It was very intimidating. But also, it made me realize that it can be done, and I would always daydream and wish... And imagine myself on that stage, and making people laugh, and so forth and so on. Right. So uh, I continue my life, you know, throughout my twenties, gang banging, <laughs> just being a fucking jerkball out there, full making people laugh. My coworkers, my classmates, my girlfriends, my friends, my family—just making everybody laugh. My personality was trying to make everybody laugh everywhere I went. That's how I got laid. That's how I got girls. That's how I got friends. That's how I had attention. I was very popular in my early high- in high school in my twenties, and everywhere I went, I was you know that guy. you know I hung out with older crowd when I was in my early twenties. I was hanging out with guys in late twenties and thirties, you know, just because they want to be around me because I was cool, like because I was a guy who was going to make them laugh and have a good time, no matter what, right? I remember going to the yard house. Going to downtown, going to Long Beach, to the Santa Monica Pier, to Hollywood, Sunset, all these bars. And people wanted, I want people. I was fucking out there, dog. People wanted to hang out with me because of that. Because I was fucking, hey, Jerry, dog, fucking Jerry's cool, man. Let's go pick him up. I remember like, it was like, I was. I remember I was being, I was like 18, 19, and 24, 25-year-old fools with cars and fucking dope-ass whips and trucks. Homies, present from the neighborhood. Dude, I remember they would call my my house and I was like 18, 19 on a Friday night watching TV, fool, like the Laker game or whatever. And they would call my house and my mom and my dad would answer and they're like, Que? Oh, que puede salir su hijo, que Jerry. And I'm like, Pa donde? Ya son las, son las nueve? And I'm like, and, and, and I would get the phone, Wait, what's up? What's up? What's going on? What's going on? And they're like, Hey, homie, you fucking want to come out, for? We're going to go out fucking to this party or to this fucking club or to this. Whatever, Farallon, Parral, way, you want just clubs and shit. And I'm fucking like, you know, this, I'm fucking like, me? Like, you wanna pick me up? Like, yeah, bro, like, Cali way. Some fool and a homie named, uh, some homie they call JR, some homie they, uh, homie they call it, uh, uh, Benny, uh, fucking different fools, like homies, dog, neighborhood guys, grown ass fools with jobs and shit. And I'll be like, yeah, 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 yeah. And get ready, fool. We're going to pick you up in an hour or whatever. And I'm like, okay, i am I puedo salir un ratito? Pa dónde vas? ¿Ya... ¿Qué horas son? Ya son las ocho. <coughs> I'm like, come on, un ratito nomás. Ratito. Yeah, whatever. So I'll be like, yeah, yeah, come pick me up. And so they would pick me up. They would take like forever to pick me up, right? Would, like, this was like at 8.30 or más menos, I remember. And it was like 10 o'clock and they hadn't picked me up, for. 10, 10, 30, and I was 10. My mom would even come to my room like, Ike, no se salir? Ya no se salir? But I'm still, I'm dressed up. I'm in my clothes, dressed up, cologne up, on top of my bed, watching TV, waiting for these motherfuckers to show up, fool. And I, uh, my mom would Ya no vas a salir, eh? Ya es noche, ya son las 10, ya no vinieron por ti, ya no vas a salir. Mama, ahorita vienen, están poniendo gas, ahorita vienen. Ya, ya, ya no quiero. Ya, ¿a dónde vas? ¿Y qué la.? I go, ma, me, vengo antes de las 12. Aquí ya estoy antes de las Un ratito, nomás voy a ir aquí a dar la vuelta. Vamos a ir a dar la vuelta nomás. And I w- the way I would sell it, like my dad would come around to, Ya no salgas, my dad. Ya no salgas, ya no salgas. And then when my, when my dad showed up, my move was like, Apara, es que quiero ir ver una muchacha. Es que quiero ver una muchacha. And then my dad would kind of giggle, like, uh, Déjalo, puedes que salga un ratito, déjalo, déjalo. <laughs> like that was like, uh, I'm like, uh, that was my way. Because if not, I'm just doing. Dumb, gay, gang shit or guy stuff that would be trouble. But once I said I'm going to want to go see a girl, they're like, oh, okay, all right. Cool, cool, cool. Anyways, uh, girls was always my alibi, but I never had a girl to go see, basically. But finally, they make it. Finally, they're honking. Pip, pip, pip. They're outside. Pip, pip. Yeah, yeah, yeah. am las ten thirty? Ahorita vengo, no me una dos tarde, viernes. No se preocupe, ahorita vengo. And I'm fucking flying out of there, fool. And I'm gonna get in the car, and I'm getting this truck, and expedition, and navigator, and fucking whatever, the Tahoe's fool, Astrovans, dog, whatever the fuck these fools are in, dog. I'm jumping in there, fool, and and they're all excited, like oh what's up, fool? What's up, dog? And I'm just like, bro, I'm like the youngest dude in there, bro. And I'm just like so happy and just like privileged. Just privileged to be there. um, To hang out. with Grown-ass people. Grown-ass men. Get ourselves in trouble. And it was always fun. And we would end up going to like a Paisa club or just a random bar or just a party. Some of that was like 18, 19. Like the the Paisa bars were 18 and over so they could get me into the Paisa bars. Uh, But then there was real bars where I couldn't get into. And that was fine. They were really cool about it. Because I these bars were like Southgate, HP, nearby. So... Sometimes they would decide to go to an actual place. So they would drop me off. They would just drop me off. Like we would go to like an 18 hour place. It would suck or whatever the fuck. And they'd be like, hey, let's go to this other fuck. Oh, Jerry can't go there. Alright, we'll drop you off, fool. And I didn't mind, cause that man, I get to go home early. My parents are not gonna be mad at me, fool. So I was cool. Uh but the point is, it was just really nice of them to pick me up, fool. Um that's how I spent all my 20s being the funny dude. And I would tell everybody, I want to be a comedian, duh. I want to be a comedian. And, and, you know, some fools would laugh at me. Other fools would be like, yo, do it, bro. Shout out to the homie German, Aguilera, another dude a couple years older than me. Always like, go for it, bro. You can do it, fool. You can do it. In fact, he would tell people at the bars. He would tell girls at bars and at places that I was a comedian already. And... And it was a way for us to pick up chicks, right? And they're like, oh, this guy's fun. Dude, you got? You haven't seen this guy on TV? This guy's on TV, man. Like, there was no internet back then. You can't really probably Get your phone out and fucking Google me. Couldn't do that. It was just, take his word. Take your word. Yeah, he comes out at night, dude. La noche, wey. Pinche que los que locos and all that. He'll come out. He comes out on that shit. And, you know, and then I, he starts to like almost believe the hype, the lie. I'm just like, yeah, yeah, man. Check me out. And so girls would be like, oh, no way, dog. Dude, I'm 23 years old, bro. 24 at this... Now I'm 23, 24. Doing these fucking dumb lies and I'm a comedian, dog. Um, and, you know, and now George Lopez is getting famouser and famouser. So now it's early 2000s. Now George Lopez has his sitcom. He's getting famouser, bro. And I, he's my inspiration. I'm seeing more of him. I'm seeing George Lopez on TV. I'm listening to him on the radio. He'd be on the Big Boy. With Big Boy, he'll come out as a guest. Just kill it. Be fucking super funny on that be on our senior Ha show, just watching him. And that's my inspiration, bro. And my, and my other story i like to share is that he's not a pretty guy, dog. He's not a very good-looking person, fool. And I'm not a very good-looking. I never thought myself I was a good-looking person. So I would see George Lopez and I'd be like, that's, be stuff if he can make it on TV, I can make it on TV, fool. I'm not that ugly, dog. That was like my thing, like me. I would tell myself this, fool. And I was like, dude, so this whole time, And everybody, you know, my, my girlfriends, my wife, later, later my wife, uh, you know, family, everybody will be like, ¿Y cuándo ¿Y cuando lo vas a hacer? ¿Y cuándo vas a intentar? When are you going to try it? You keep talking, you're going to do it, you never do it. 24, 25, 26, 27, 28. I, I'm, I don't have the balls. I'm nervous. I'm nervous to trying it and failing at it. I'm scared. I'm scared to try and fail. But I'm also seeing George Lopez do his thing, fool. Like, I, I go to his shows. Dude, like, this whole time, I'm going to George Lopez shows. I'm going to see him at Brea. I went to Brea. I went to Long Beach. I went to fucking Ice House. I went to Hollywood. I went I to go see George Lopez perform every every chance I got, bro. Um, That's who he was to me. That's who this man is to me, dog. And... Then I finally made, I became a comedian. I became a comedian in 2009. Finally, my friend Marcos Osorio, Adrian Latios, Cesar Cadena. These guys are coworkers of mine and friends of mine from work who I would make laugh all the time at work. Until finally they were like, Marcos was like, bro, I got this, there's this place by my house. I live in North Hollywood. There's this place called Ha Ha Comedy Club. They have amateur night there, bro. You have to come check it out, fool. My other friend, Caesar and Adrian. Caesar's like, bro, Adrian's sister owns a bar in Inglewood. Go perform there. They'll make a comedy night just for you, just so you can perform at this at fucking her at her bar. They'll give it to you any night you want. Just do it. Fucking do it, dog. People are tired of me saying I'm gonna be a comedian, and I never would. And I finally did. They fucking pushed me, and I did it. And I bombed, and I ate the biggest dick ever, and I fucking, I was horrible, horrible. Still today, I apologize to Eric Torres, who was at my first show, one of my best friends. I was eating a dick up there, bombing, fool. And Eric was sitting in the front row, and I started, like, ragging on him, fool. I started talking shit to him, fool. Like, it, it came insulting. And he got mad at me, fool, for me talking shit to him because it was I was trying to be funny. I was trying to clown, like I would clown at a bar, hanging out with my friends, making fun of each other. I was trying to do that to survive on stage. And I would make fun of my friends. Look at my friend. This guy, this guy can't keep a job. Fucking his girlfriend bullies him. This and that. I'm just like, in my head, I'm just like, this is what I do to be funny when I'm at the bar. This is how you do things. Motherfucker got all red. He got all mad. He want to kick my ass after the show. Like, don't you ever fucking talk shit about me like that. Fucking, you ever, you whack ass, fucking bitch ass. And I'm just like I'm sorry, fool. I'm sorry, dude. I fucking it was horrible, guys, horrible. But I also knew I I embarrassed myself. I embarrassed myself. But I also knew that I'm better than this, dog. I am better than this. I know I'm funny. I make people laugh every day, everywhere I go. Why can't I make people laugh on stage? Why? And, and then I I started going to the HaHa. And then I saw real comedians go up on stage and perform open mic and real shows, showcases, contests. And I started watching actual comics do their thing. And I'm like, oh, that's how you do it. You write jokes. Oh, you plan this shit. Oh, you don't just go up there and talk shit. You actually have to put thought into what you're going to say. Oh, that guy said that same joke last night, huh? I didn't know you did that. I didn't know you fucking said the repeated the joke again the next day. And I learned all these things like a pendejo, like oh, that's how it's done. Even though I would go see George Lopez and watch him do the same jokes all the time, I and never nunca capté that that's actually what you do. They actually you actually write. I just thought that him, that's what George does. He just fucks around and talks shit, and he has his fucking story to tell that people want to hear it. Um. So yeah, but you know, maybe that's how maybe he paved the way. I guess that's a way, but that doesn't mean you can't reach out and touch somebody. Yeah, uh, I don't. What I'm trying to say is that he went by it wrong. He he's wrong. He's wrong. Okay. That's I don't know, dude. Like I'm not. George Lopez has never helped me in any way, given me any advice, anything. But look at where I'm at. And I'm okay with that, bro. Like, I've done all this without advice from George Lopez or, how, or a chance from him or uh, any opportunity he has given me. No. Or Gabriel Iglesias or any other co- comedian or Felipe Sparza. They've never done anything for me. And that's okay. I'm okay with that, basically. You know, I wish they would. I wish they would have, I mean, would have. When I needed that at the time, like, hey, you want to open with me? Hey, can I give you some advice? Hey, can I help you fix this joke? I would have loved that. I didn't get that. I didn't get that. Not from those guys. Not from the mainstream guys. And, but yet, look at where I'm at. Look at where I'm at. I'm happy. I'm accomplished. I'm a professional. I pay my bills from comedy. It's okay. It's fine but it doesn't have to be that way, right? And now I'm in, I'm part of the new generation of comedians and I'm more than open and willing and happy to help any comedian I can. Anyone, anyone who's willing to hear my advice and study me, I'm more than happy to help, all right? And that's... The whole point of that, that that was not cool, what he said, bro. All he had to say was, oh, I've never heard of Ralph Barbosa. I'll check him out. Oh, let me look him up tonight. Hey, what's the name again? Let me, let me see. Let me find him right now. That's all he had to say. Even if he didn't mean it, he had to at least say that. But no, he just stood by who he is. And who he is is not right. It's not right, bro. It's just not. You know, Um, I've also been fortunate enough to be helped by other comedians when I came up, Jeff Garcia, Pa Rodriguez, uh, even Steve Trevino, uh, even Willie Barsena for a while uh, was, you know, giving me advice, you know, Uh, like, and I appreciate that. That's all I asked for. That's all I wanted. And they also allowed me to open for them, roll with them, hang out with them, study them. And that's all you want to ask from a young... uh, That's all a young comic wants, really, is the opportunity to get seen and to be just helpful, like, in any profession, bro. In any profession. Doctors help other doctors out. Lawyers give other lawyers law advice. Any profession, bro. Hookers help each other out on the streets, fool. That's what you do, bro. Why can't... It's like, dude... And unfortunately, it is a Latino thing. It fucking sucks. Because you can name 10 to 15 black comics right now. You could. You really, if you really tried, you can. But can you name 10 to 15 Latino comics, fool? No. Not at all. Why? Because only few stand out. Because only few given, are given opportunities. Very few of us, fool. Very few of us. And black people showcase each other. The Shaquille O'Neal All-Star shit, dog. And Def Comedy Jam. And all these endless movies and tours and the kings of comedy and the queens of comedy. And this and that. There's all these fucking shit. Guys, I'm not... Kevin Hart, Dave Chappelle, Chris Rock, Eddie Murphy, Mike Epps, Marlon Wayans. Uh, Fuck, that's just six right there. And I know I'm drawing blanks already, for. Come on, dog. That's just the start, dog. That's just the start. Alright? And they all help each other out. They tour Dio Hewley, Steve Harvey, Bernie Mac, Earthquake, Pinche, uh Hulk uh, Holcomb, um, El-, El Big Worm, bro, Chris Tucker. Bro, that's over 10 right there. That's just off the top of my head. And that's because I'm I'm still forgetting some motherfuckers. I can't name 10 Latino comics. I I can. Of course I can. But a a person out there cannot do that. You know, even comedy fans, they'll have a hard time getting to 10 Latino comics. It shouldn't be that way, bro. It should not be like that. Latino comics should be touring together all the time, helping each other out, putting each other on each other's shows, movies. Dog, it's like, it's a, it's a no-brainer, bro. It's a no-fucking-brainer, dude. It's just ethics. It's just the right thing. And that's all we mean by it. And George Lopez got a little offended by it. Like, nah, nah, fuck all that. Fuck all that helping shit out, bro. Like, nobody helped me. So because nobody helped you... It has to stay that way? Like, it does not. Ever. Especially in 2023, dog. Where you're more easily uh, reachable. Accessible to others. Maybe back then it was harder, dog. If you didn't have each other's phone number, there was no way to get a hold of each other. But now there's very simple ways to get a hold of each other. and, And collab. I don't know, dog. It's fucking crazy, bro. But... Everybody knows who Ralph Barbosa is now, fool. And Ralph Barbosa is the truth. He's a real deal. I've always said it since the minute I met him. And there's there's things between me and Ralphie Dog. We've shared some crazy fucking cool moments, dog. Like where before all this, fool, where we talked about when you make it big, if you make it big, how you make it big, how all that stuff. We fucking shared hotel rooms together, fool. We've Anything, bro. Like fucking, he was over at my house, fool. Like, he was in my house like two, three years ago during the pandemic. Fool, he was coming. He wanted to check out LA, but everything was shut down. Everything was closed, and he just wanted to see what LA looks like, fool. And I, he came over to the pad and shit, dog. And I took him to his hotel, and dog. It's like, I, these conversations we would have, like, compa, you're, you're just, you're doing the right thing, bro. You're just you coming. To LA during the pandemic, even though everything's closed, just because you want to see what it's like and what, what this place looks like, fool, that's, means a lot, fool, like that's, that's something you should do, yes, young kid with no money in his pocket, bro, like, it was crazy, fool, it's like, it's, so it's fucking amazing, bro, it's fucking amazing, fool, um, but yeah, that's, that was my thoughts about that, um, uh, uh I was fortunate enough and grateful enough to be on the George Lopez show, Lopez versus Lopez. One of the best experiences of my life that I will never forget. All right. And I wouldn't change it for the world. I was living a dream and floating. I think you guys knew when I would talk about it on prior podcasts, but he didn't give me, he didn't, he didn't give me the position, dog. He didn't give me the part. All right. Uh, no, it the homie, one of the writers, uh, fucking, he reached out for and and pinche, uh, um, he he's the one that reached out and said, "Hey, dude, I think you'll be good." Uh, shout out to Omar Ponce, uh, the writer of one of the writers on the George Lopez show, and who when wh- we we met during a Netflix Chingo Blink special. He was one of the producers of that at the time. He hit me up like, hey, dude, I'm writing for a Lopez show, bro. And I think I have this part for you and Jesus. I think you guys would be good for this, man. Um, What's up, fool? You think you handle it? How's your Spanish? I'm like, my Spanish is great, bro. Like, fool, like I wrote this and I thought about you guys. There's two guys and I I want you guys to audition, fool. Like, what's up? Let's do this. He's the one that reached out. You know, I showed up to the set and George, you know, I had met George a couple of times as a fan and once as a comedian. But we've never worked together. So I have no idea if he knows who I am. No idea. Some people say he was, he does. Some people say he doesn't. Um, I have no idea. But he treated me like an equal. He was cool. He was nice. Uh, He, you know, he said I did a good job. Great job. He... Uh, we're, we went to the rap party and he was fucking really nice. We took pictures. It, I, I, again, it's like, but you can't give credit that he was the one that put me on that because it was the writers that put me on that. So I don't know, dog. I don't know, man. But what I'll say, it sucks because to me, uh, he's still the goat, bro. He's still the goat, and and Ralphie is the future goat, bro. Ralphie is Patrick Mahomes, fool. And George Lopez is Tom Brady, bro, when it comes to that shit, dog. To accomplishments, not to personalities, to accomplishments, bro. And uh, it sucks, fool, because they're both great. And I'm in there, too. I'm in the mix. I'm fucking Jalen Hurts, bro. Whoa, whoa, fool. I'm fucking Jalen Hurts, dog. Don't call me De- I'm not Derek Carr, all right? I'm not Russell Wilson, fool. I'm, uh, I'm I'm, 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 i am uh i am 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 i I'm fucking the, the fool from the bills, dog. Josh Allen, bro. I'm Josh Allen, <laughs> and you know I'm, I'm, I consider myself up there, fool. Even though I'm not a household name, I consider myself up there. I'm, you know, I'm I'm I'm, I'm in good I'm in a good place. What I'm trying to tell you guys, fool. And there's plenty of uh, the last thing I will say is this: the other, the, my other mentality is it's it's so stupid to think in that crap mentality, like bringing people down. Crabs in a bucket mentality. The dumbest shit. I've I've never had that psych. I've never had the psychology, that train of thought in my head. of Why wouldn't I root for another individual, another Latino? Why? Are the laughs going to run out? Are the fans going to run out? Are there not enough fans? Like, oh, dude, fucking Gabriel Glessis took all the fans, bro. Damn, what am I going to do? I have no fans left. Like, that's stupid. Oh, damn, George Lopez took all the money, bro. There's no more money for me at, for to make at any shows. What the fuck? Why? Like, that's the dumbest thing. Oh, dude, they're already laughing at Felipe Esparza's jokes, bro. They're not going to laugh at mine. What? What? That's the dumbest thing. Like, why would you be jealous or envious or mad at any other comic success? It's the stupidest thing, fool. The dumbest shit. I fucking lived with Jesus Poboda in my house for eight years. I consider Jesus Poboda one of the funniest motherfuckers on earth. Because I see it every day. I see it every day. His natural skills. His act outs. His energy. Shit that I can't do. But that doesn't mean, even though I consider him one of the best comedians, that doesn't mean he's better than me. Or I can't be that. Or I can't be as good as that. It doesn't mean that. It means that you're amazing. Guess what? So am I. And that's okay. That's fucking fine. It can't be like, oh, he's so, he's good. Fuck him. What the fuck does that even mean? Why? It's a fucking business of making people laugh, dog, and getting paid for it what bitterness should there be fool like there should be no bitterness or jealousy or hatred or anything for anybody bro like i've never ever for i've never ever ever like ever thought that way fool like i know like oh man that fool right there dog oh man why is he getting all this shit dog? D- doesn't fucking matter it doesn't matter. The well, only thing I tell all the comedians, fool, all the young comics or comics who are a little disgruntled, a little upset, I go, all you can control is you and yourself and your jokes, fool. Because George Lopez, Gabriel Iglesias, even if they help you, they're not gonna write jokes for you. They're not gonna make you funnier. They might give you a little sense of confidence or put you on a bigger stage for you to perform in more in front of more people. Yeah, those are dope opportunities. But that doesn't mean it's still on you. It's still on you to be funny. So at the end of the day, the whole pressure is on yourself. And anybody you want to blame is yourself. If you really want to do this, it's all about writing the right jokes and performing it correctly and being able to make people laugh. And only you can control that, fool. No matter how much other people help you, only you can control that. And that's a frustration that we have, like me, Jesus, and people... Who help out people like Raul Reyes? I like I love Raul Reyes, but I like to use him as an example because I I tell him all this time he gets frustrated, he gets frustrated like, well, why why can I you know I, I want to get paid, I want to make more money, I want to make I want to get more shows. Well, if they're not calling, it's because they don't see the they don't see the the progress in you. So only you can control that fool. You want them to say, hey, fool, that guy Raul. Ray is a funny-ass guy, dog. Guaranteed laughs, fool. Get him. How can you get to that point? Dude, that's on you, bro. No one's going to do that for you, dog. That's why I, I tell people that. And and, and that's where, like, where I'm at. I'm not famous, sir. And I'm not the famousest because I do lag it with my social media. I do. Uh, I, sometimes I don't take chances I should. Right? Uh, and sometimes I don't go to Hollywood enough as as I should. And that's where you get discovered and stuff like that. Uh, Those three things, fool. Social media, game, not as strong as it should be. Sometimes I don't take the chances I should be taking. Uh, That's a more of a deeper, you know, thing. But chances, like, I, I get too comfortable where I'm at, basically. And second of all, yeah, I should be making more movidas out there in Hollywood, make networking more, and I don't do that. But... My excuse is my kids. That's my excuse, and I'm and I'm okay. I'm okay. I'm okay with continuing to use that excuse because that's really what my heart is at. My heart is at. My heart is. I want to raise my kids right. I want to be there for them. All that shit. And so, even though it's, it's sometimes you have to be more, uh, you know, uh, fucking think about myself more selfish. I need to be a little bit more selfish. Sometimes it's hard for me to do that. But anyway, that's that's stupid. That's that's dumb, right? Uh, but. I, I what I'm trying to say is I still have more to work on as well. I can't get me I can't get, I can't be getting mad at other people, you know, for blowing up when I'm not doing what I'm supposed to be doing all the time. All right? What I can't tell you is I do work and stress about jokes and being funnier on stage, but there's a, mo- a lot of other things that come with that as well for that I'm not doing that I could do better. All right? Uh that's all I kind of had to say about that, man. Uh, I want to wrap it up right there, fool. But, uh, yeah, fool, it just sucks, fool. It just sucks. Uh, I'm not pick. I-, I don't want you to think that I'm picking a side here either, fool. Uh, I love both, man. I-, I truly do. I love Ralph, and I know it sounds fucking gay to say that, but I really do, dog. I really. My boy is Ralphie Barbosa. My boy. That's my personal friend, and George Lopez is somebody who I look up to from afar. It's that simple, Doc. It's that simple. All right? So uh, it sucks. And it sucks that it went down like that, fool. But it did help Rafi. I mean, it got him over 100,000 more followers than he already had. He's like at half a million followers now, bro. You know that he was only at 10,000 followers like in September of 2022? Yes. That's how fast this shit has happened for him. And it's amazing to see, fool. It's amazing to see. All right? So with all that said, man, uh, thanks for everything. Uh, we'll be in Yuma, Arizona this weekend. Then I'll send the next day, February 17th and 18th. Then we'll, uh, next weekend. Next week, I'm going to Boston, Massachusetts. February 23rd, Boston, Massachusetts. Then Washington, D.C. Washington, D.C. I'm going to storm the Capitol February 24th and 25th. Come check me out, por favor. Details to those shows are on my Website, comedianjerrygarcia.com, all right? You motherfuckers have a great week. Have a great Valentine's Day. Get laid, motherfuckers. Have a good one. I'm out. Late.